you're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Tox Arotere. This is episode 59. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast where we believe the mind is the control center of our future. Episode 59 is understanding the power of a non-negotiable why. How are you today? Thank you for joining me on this 59th episode of Living Inside Out with Tux. Cannot believe it's been 59 episodes spread over two years. I feel like we should have a party next week (laughs) on episode 60. Seriously, thank you so much for riding with me. I've been recording since 2020. Yeah, bang in the middle of the podcast, which makes this an average of 30 episodes per year. It sounds like a lot, but I enjoy recording it. More importantly, I love hearing from you. There's a reason I record this and it's not because I love the sound of my voice. (laughs) It's because I believe that the words I share are truly transformational and I see our lives as classrooms where we can all learn from each other. And so I feel every time I receive a message to say that an episode challenged you, challenged your thinking or had a powerful impact on you, made a powerful impact on you, I feel like my work here is done. But it's not (laughs) because I will be launching a coaching slash mentoring program shortly. It's for a limited time. It's not on and on and on and ongoing. It's uh, for a fixed number of months and it will be for a small number of people because these things, I believe, work better in small groups. So it's for a small number of people. Ideal if you have found yourself stuck or at the crossroads or you need some help in moving on to the next phase. This will be in your career, business, relationship, whatever. In each class, we will tackle mindsets that are holding you back and get started on removing them. And I will also be able to mentor you in the season that you're in. So whether you are looking for mentoring in business or an area of your life that you feel that you need my help in, I'll be able to do this at no cost. And so the program itself has a nominal fee attached to it, but the mentoring is free for those who are in the program. I'll be releasing more details next week and it will be published on my website. If you're subscribed to my mailing list, you'll receive an email. But in the meantime, if you really, really want to know more, send me a DM. Are we connected? I'm at Tox Eritre on social media and I would love to connect with you. Love to get to know you better, to hear your thoughts about not just this podcast, but a lot of the stuff that I share online. And my website where you can get all the things is com. And oh, don't forget my YouTube channel, which is full of growing inspiration. <laughs> all the links are in the show notes of this episode. 
How's your week been? This week, I have found myself thinking a lot about near misses. A dear friend told me how she nearly got into a relationship with a guy and at the very last minute (laughs) decided to pray about it. And God said no. So she asked God for a sign just to make sure that she wasn't imagining things or her own voice was overshadowing God's voice. And she asked God for a specific sign when she ran into this guy, when she met up with him. And the sign was fully manifested. And immediately after that, his character was revealed by his own mouth. That's what we call a near miss. And then I thought about all the times that I obeyed God's instructions to me and In fact, every bit of success that I've had, what I will call success, which is completion of a goal or a dream that I have, happened because I listened to the still small voice. And then I thought of all the times that I did ignore or blatantly disobey his instructions to me. And I can't help but wonder Where would I have been today if I had listened? But again, I know God is a God of love. I believe that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. I am supposed to be enjoying a blessing or learning a lesson so I can grow. And so it's easy to think, what if? But it's easier and wiser to just accept where we stand today, look out for the lessons it's teaching us so that we don't go around in circles like the children of Israel, learn the lesson and grow from it. How about you? Do you think about Nehemiah's? Do you ever wonder if only I had done this or what if I hadn't done that? What if I hadn't made that choice? So that's what's been on my mind. I thought I'll share that. But on to today's episode, we are continuing on from last week where we ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. To recap, we talked about how taking ownership of your dreams meant embracing not just the good but the ugly as well because we are so ready to own what works and are so quick to spit out that which is distasteful. Manifesting your dreams means that you have to grow and growth is simply an expansion of the space within you so that there can be room for more. But growth is painful and there's no way we can spin it. We've got to grow through pain, which is one reason why many people remain stagnant. We don't run away from growth. We run away from pain. But here's the thing. Whether you like it or not, from one day to the next, you are growing. Maybe not at the pace that you should and certainly not in all the areas that you could be growing in, but you're getting older nonetheless. I read a quote once that said, hmm, you don't want to start a four-year course because you'll be 40 by the time the course is done. Well, whether you do the course or not, you will still be 40 in four years. 
And this reminds me of when my friend Susie filed for divorce from her soon-to-be ex. You can watch the video on my YouTube channel, parts one and two. It's titled How We Navigated 2021. We put everything on the table and don't hold back in that episode. You'd love it. Lots of gems in there. And Susie embarked on a Chartered Institute of Housing course at the same time she filed for divorce. The course in itself was intense and she had this very unpleasant, time-consuming situation on her hands as well and decided to do the course alongside it because she knew that at the end of it all, financially, she'd be losing out, but she also wanted to have gained something in the end so that at the end, it wouldn't just be a case of I got divorced and lost X amount of money, but I got divorced. But then I gained this and she did so well in her course and I'm so proud of her. Embracing the ugly means knowing there will be pain, but the pain builds resilience. If you've ever been in a situation where you are desperate, either desperate to hear from God or for a situation to change, you may find yourself looking for strength all around you. Resilience is the stash of strength that you would have gathered from past experiences. But how does that happen? How does one gather strength from challenges? And that's what we will be talking about today. Eric Thomas, you may have heard of him. He's also known as the hip hop preacher. He's a motivational speaker. My boys love him. (laughs) One uneventful day, he received a phone call from his wife and she said, babe, I don't know where I am. I'm lost. And they live in a small town. So he was like, lost. How are you lost? What do you mean? And she said, I'm in the car. I've driven around and I don't know where I am. I don't recognize this place. I don't know where I am. So he asked her to describe what she could see and she described the McDonald's and this, that and the other. He knew where she was and he came to meet her. Then they went to the doctors after a few more symptoms showed up and she was diagnosed with MS. And that was when he knew that he needed to 10x his life, 10x his income, raise the bar on his life, his faith, his vision, his goals, his dream, his income, everything. Because he knew that he wanted his wife to have the best possible health care. And <laughs> you know how health care is in the United States. Sorry, my US friends, but really it boggles our minds here in England that your health care is the way that it is. But that's another matter. Eric Thomas had a non-negotiable why and that catapulted his life, his career, his marriage and his brand. How can you develop resilience? By having a non-negotiable why. A non-negotiable why is that truth that no human on earth can convince you of otherwise. I know people who have changed careers because of a health scare. We've heard of people who have had drastic weight loss because of a health scare. A friend of mine faced a health situation as well, and he went from working in a high pressure, high paying environment to taking up a career on photography and moving to another country because he faced the potential end of his life. 
Lisa Nichols, another motivational speaker. Love, love, love her. Her non-negotiable why came about the day she went to the ATM to withdraw $20 to buy nappies for her son. She put her card in to discover she only had $11.42 and could not take out $20. She had to wrap him in a towel for the next two days and then said to him, don't worry baby, mommy will never be this broke again. She knew that as a black boy in South Central Los Angeles, her son had a 66% chance of ending up in prison. Her son's father actually went into prison when he was, I think when she was eight months pregnant. So she studied and attended conferences, found mentors, did what she humanly could to get herself out of a financial hole. Lisa Nichols worked hard on her mind, unearthing limiting beliefs and replacing them with healthier ones. And she rescued herself and her son out of poverty because her why was non-negotiable. Your why doesn't have to be altruistic or heroic or inspiring to anyone but yourself. It may even sound silly to others. It may not make sense to your loved ones. But if it comes from the depths of your soul, that is powerful enough. Your non-negotiable why should be powerful enough to get you out of bed in the morning It should be forceful enough to have you break away from relationships that don't support your why. And it should be inspiring enough to keep you moving forward, even when there is no evidential reason to. In an interview last year, I was asked a question, what drives you? I responded that it was my children And it isn't for all of that sexy reason that people give out, like, I want to give them a better life or I want to give them opportunities I didn't have or anything like that. Because now I understand that my job is not to give my children a better life. It is to set them up to become producers of their own fruit. I understand now that we were not placed on earth to enjoy life. We were placed here first to fulfill a purpose, God's purpose. But then we have already been blessed with every spiritual blessings. And so the enjoyment is there anyway. And we are created not to chase after, but to simply receive and marinate in those blessings. And so where my children are concerned, I want them to be producers. I don't want them to consume what I have produced. I don't want them to consume what others have produced. I want them to be producers and to be a blessing to the people who cross their path because we are designed like trees planted by the waters and planted to produce in abundance. So what drives me is the need to be a real life example of success to my children. You know, the joke that goes around that says, Every father came first in class. You know, we laugh at our parents' generation as we realized as we got older that not everything they told us was true. Think about it. If every father came first in class, then who came last? (laughs) And so my kids are watching. They're watching to see the evidence that the words I say to them are true or false. 
And I don't want to say to them, walk hard and be focused and serve God and you'll have everything you want and your life will be beautiful. Because if they're watching me do all of the things I'm saying and I'm not getting the results, then I'm deceiving them or lying to them. I don't want them to say for all of mommy's talk about purpose and outcomes and abundance and mindset, her life never even reflected that. And that is my why. Another compelling why, which I want to share with you because I believe it is true for you as well, is that it would be a damn shame if we were supposed to be hugely successful, impact the world, make a change in the lives of many, but then we didn't do it because we were scared of a little pain. It will be a shame. And just for the record, when I say success, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about completion of God's purpose for you, which in many cases does include being financially secure. And so you need to have a strong and compelling why. A couple of weeks ago, my friend Titi and I were in conversation about our boys. She's got twin boys and I've got four of my own. And so we swap notes on parenting regularly. And we both agreed that our boys need to have their own experience of God for themselves. So that what we and all the preachers and worship songs say isn't hearsay. And that thought is currently shadowing our decisions. It affects whether I say yes or no to the boys because once you have your why all mapped out, it should then chaperone all of your decisions. Now, having a compelling why is great, but you need a little bit more because you will find many reasons to quit along the way. I cannot tell you how often that word quit has shown up in front of me, even as recently as a month ago. And it's not that I wanted to quit, but the thought shoved itself into my mind that I was about to fail. Because when you have examples of failure all around you, you subconsciously make room for the same to occur in your life. And so the fear and the thoughts and the visions of failure, they are bound to come. The doubts about whether or not you'll make it will be insistent and there'll be times you'll be searching for hope and it'll be nowhere to be found. But hold on, just hold on. Look around you for more reasons to keep going. Over the years, I have gathered the moments that God came through for me in my business some had nothing to do with the business, actually, but I have seen and had my experiences of God's faithfulness. If you don't have a list, you need to create one. And in those moments when you feel like quitting, pull out that list and read it out loud. Recently, I had to spend a few days praying with and encouraging one of my boys we are on a crucial point on his life's journey and he said to me, Mom, I know God who brought me this far will not now leave me. <laughs> I was so happy because he's young. He doesn't have a long list. In fact, it was 
while I was praying that I could only refer to one single incident in his life of a personal miracle. And in that moment, I saw again the necessity of having personal encounters with God as he delivers you out of challenges, which further explains why I personally don't believe in making things easy for my kids because I want them to have challenges that they get delivered from and they get to have their personal encounters with God as well. Because all I have are my testimonies and even in the cases where it had to do with my kids, like in one case I prayed for my son's healing and God healed him miraculously. Well that was my prayer not them. The testimony is mine because as young kids, they were shielded from life's challenges. And we do that as parents, don't we? We protect them. We hide our fears and they grow up without experiencing any real threat. They are blissfully unaware of the dangers that we have prayed them out of. You know, when we reminisce on old times and talk about how a certain son of mine, who shall remain nameless, walked along the edge of a jagged rock at the risk of falling, like however many feet down. We laugh as a family. I shudder. They laugh. The said child finds it hilarious, not dangerous. (laughs) See what I did there? Hilarious, not dangerous. You guys have me rapping. (laughs) So look back in time and record the times in your life that God did it. And it could only have been God because you want to teach your mind that there is a supernatural power that works within you at all times, even when things appear impossible. I know what fear feels like. I know what it's like when you're facing failure. You have a very real presence of the threat. Your rent or mortgage is overdue. Your spouse has threatened to leave. The doctors have given you bad news. All around you, there is nothing that suggests otherwise. You even start to come across stories of people who don't have it as bad as you, but they gave up and they failed anyway your nearest and dearest, quote-unquote, encourage you with the words, we will be here for you if or when you fail, which on the surface might sound supportive, but in reality is a lack of faith. So you try as hard as you can to conjure up pictures of success, you confess scriptures, you make affirmations, yet each time you pause, the image of the dreaded end imprints itself even more firmly on your mind. Friend, don't throw in the towel. Because while your senses and your mind are seeing failure, there is a third dimension where success is your reality. And this is why we must leave from the inside out. Your inside, the inner world, is superior to the outer, perceivable world. You must hold on to what that inner world is saying. Don't rely on the seen and felt. Instead, rely on what your spirit, which is one with God, is perceiving. If you can just hold on past that moment, because this world is passing, 
I refer to anything that we perceive in the world as expiring or temporal. The things you can see or touch or feel in your heart, i.e. your emotions, they are passing, expiring, temporal. Now the unseen, the spirit realm, the causal space, that is truth and that is eternal. So when the thought of quitting occurs to you and you are surrounded by the physical and emotional evidence, understand that there is another reality which you have got to believe in, even though you can't see it. One way in which you can support yourself in that season is to look for physical evidence around you. I recommend you go and listen to episode 25, which is evidence-based living. I talk about how to train your eyes to search for evidence that align with positive thoughts and dreams, because if you don't search, you will find evidence of failure. We are surrounded by both evidence that we will fail and evidence that we will succeed. But the brain is constantly searching for danger and the brain only picks up the negative. So you've got to will yourself to find and hold on to that which supports your vision or your dream. My prayer for you today is that you wake your dream up and start believing again if you've given up on it. And if you haven't given up on it, but you feel stagnant or you feel stuck, I pray that you begin to unearth your non-negotiable why. You will be tempted to settle because settling is easier than going through the pain, but don't do it. Jim Ron said, we must all suffer from one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. Thank you for listening.